So, uh, did y'all listen to uh, Three Stacks' new flute album yet? Andre no, 3000? I, no, I haven't yet. Is it out? Yeah, it came, it, out, it came out Friday. Uh, yesterday, yeah. And it's okay. literally wind flutes. Yep. Wind instruments. He said, look, I'm 48. What I got to rap about? I get, <laughs> you know, I need a colonoscopy. Like, <laughs> y'all gonna get this flute. <laughs> he was not playing. He's... Look, I respect it. He's always been, you know, eccentric and out there and, you know, do mm-hmm. your thing. He owes us nothing. Uh, I, I love think, the jokes, though. It's funny. Like, <laughs> I, I call it the sample album. I feel like everybody's going to be sampling off of that album. Dude, I was, I was waiting for, yeah. like, beats and stuff. <laughs> Look, uh, I saw, like, I shared one post that was like, y'all up on this app line that you excited for this. <laughs> Andre about to be on the album the whole time, and it was a picture of Link playing the ocarina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's fun, though. But uh, y'all listen to any other classic music? Classical music? I actually like classical music. Well, yeah, who do you like? Bach? <laughs> Chopin, thank you. Oh, Look, I like Chopin, too, because I played that game Eternal Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about some Chopin. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the one in my that's head. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> I love that game. It's so cool. <laughs> but no, I do. I like. I like violins. I, I really like violins. Sometimes yeah. I'll I'll listen if if I don't know. I'm bored or I'm weird moments where I'm you know looking just at feel like it. Weird things. Different level of focus required. So look, in sixth grade, I asked my mom for a violin so I could join orchestra. Really, I just wanted a violin so I could have the case to pretend it was a big ass gun. <laughs> and she what? got it for me. Man, you could have played the cello. That's way Man, bigger. I mean, that's too big of a gun, though. Like, I still got to carry that motherfucker around. So That's why it looks so tough. Needless to say, I never really played the violin, but she got me oh, an no. $800 violin, and I was mad. I didn't really have a classical music interest, but I had a Vivaldi streak for, like, part of high school where I just listened to, see, like, Vivaldi CDs. Oh, you're on fancy. repeat. No. <laughs> Vivaldi? <laughs> no. Many things. I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> what about you, Cherry? You're probably the one <laughs> that probably did. I'm not. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't, you asked what we're listening to. I don't like classical music. So the answer is none. <laughs> like, you play the zero. piano a bit. I, I mean, I don't, the fact, playing piano and doing ballet doesn't mean you like classical music. I like to play piano and I like to dance. I did not choose the music my teacher handed me for my recitals, nor did I choose the music I got to dance to. So they're not. <laughs> so you don't care about Chopin is what you're saying I don't I know what you're talking about when you say Chopin and Vivaldi I know all those names I can probably think of a song I played by those people but I don't I do not enjoy classical music I don't go to orchestras I don't <laughs> there's, there's a new Oculus app but you do listen to movie soundtracks what's your favorite movie soundtracks that just got instrumentals uh, hmm? my favorite yeah. is uh, The Dark Knight okay all right because look i love me some hans zimmer i don't know if it counts as classical but it's classical to me (laughs) i don't think i feel i mean it might count as classical i feel like i don't know if music is the same as like books like classic books is a really specific genre like type of book okay i I don't know if music works that way as well (laughs) see that's why i'd be dragging her up here because she'd be teaching us stuff i think orchestral is the word you want okay that's kind of yeah yeah All right. <laughs> but classical implies a level of like age. <laughs> like, I got you. Know you. I mean? like, 
Yeah. Hans Zimmer is not from the 18th century. I got you. Okay. <laughs> uh, in 200 years, everything is going to be considered classical music. Yes. Mm, Lil Wayne. <laughs> is that the that, thong that song? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love those NPR TikToks. Oh. <laughs> those are really funny. But on that note, Thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret. Uh, but you might be able to find us in the 18th century bumping the latest Chevalier from our horse-drawn carriages, wearing our powdered wigs all crooked, and uh, upsetting the aristocracy. Are they crooked? <laughs> my name is Tiff Zilla, your host, and on this podcast, I make my friends watch movies with me and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today... Mecha de Dungeons. Rem. <laughs> I'm so ready for you to pronounce these titles. Yeah. <laughs> Arboro de Chao. Kareem. Arboro de Chao. What? What does that mean? Lover of cabbages. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And Le Nepalampa. What? Le Ananat Nepalampa. Repeat it back to me. Me? No, I mean Kareem was, but I'm not. I gave up. It's a... It means pineapples <laughs> don't talk. Oh, so it's a running joke in our relationship because when she told me that she uh she was fluent in French, I was like, I took French, you know, a couple of years in elementary school, and oh, they played uh they played a uh, tele français and. The only thing I remember is the Ananat and Pot Pot. Except what? I wasn't saying it right. So she had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> so I would just be yelling out the she, 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 she hit a whole head tilt. <laughs> huh? She's like, that's you, it's nonsensical what you're saying. You're not saying it right. I was like, no, that's what the pineapple was saying. <laughs> so eventually uh, we decided to Google it after many years and <laughs> <laughs> it's pineapples don't speak. <laughs> le anana mm, le ne parle pas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I knew she'd like that. Uh, so yeah, we're doing Chevalier. Uh, came out last year. Uh, plot description is based on a factual story of composer Joseph Bologna, Chevalier du Saint-Georges, the illegitimate son of an African enslaved and a French plantation owner who rises to the heights of French society as a composer before an ill-fated love affair. You know, I'm, I'm only doing this podcast to see how French your accent get during the whole recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be about as French as it was in the movie. Yeah, it's going to skew British. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say these French names with the most arrogance, and I'm going to be wrong as shit, but y'all just got to roll with it. Just do it with your pinky up. You know what I mean? It's cargo. In fact, if if I start speaking in English, you gotta say uh uh-uh, uh en français. That's actually my first question. Was what? he supposed to have an accent in the movie? Yeah, he he grew up in France. I mean, wait, but we that, about was, that was the most Boston, New York. Oh no, okay, sounding. I forgot. We we talked about it before we started recording. <laughs> French when they do French movies and it's not from France, they don't even try to do accents because no matter what they do, it's going to sound like they're making fun of it. So they just 
speak regular or like or like if they same thing with like russian like if the movie's set in russia but like it's an american or a british production they don't even try to do the accent because it's just going to sound like we're making fun of it so they just speak normal now if it's a everybody else is american or british and there's a french character or a russian character then they'll have an accent but if everybody's supposed to be then they won't yeah uh they they tried with the names yeah they 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 were they were i I thought they did all right but i also can't (laughs) pronounce shit apparently so (laughs) take that with the grain of salt you know if this was uh set in italy his name would have been uh joseph mortadella (laughs) (laughs) i'm hoping you guys actually understood that because it took me a minute to remember what that meat was but (laughs) (laughs) i was like like I knew it ham? was a meat. That's all I had. <laughs> oh, because bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching with the subtitles on, and I'm like, his name is not Joseph Bologna. <laughs> like, so I didn't have the subtitles on, but at the end, when they're doing like the bumps to like tell us what happens after the like after the last scene, I was like, wait. Have they been saying, is his name Joseph Bologna? Okay. They're so. saying Bologna. Yes, because they're saying it French. Bologna. I'm American, so wait. So yeah. that that's the same word? <laughs> yes. I, I thought it was. I thought it was Bologna. Like it, the difference is the A and the E at the end. Um, <laughs> but still, it's it's still. it's too perfect. It's I didn't true. realize it was the same word. It's not quite Bologna okay. spelled with it, but like close enough. It's it's close enough to make me do a double take and think yeah. about like. Process. Don't ask me how to spell Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> what was that comedian? Uh, what was his name? Dang, it's on the tip of my tongue. He was like, look, I can't spell words for shit. Don't ever kidnap my mom and ask me to spell uh, banana. <laughs> you should be able to spell baloney because of the song. <laughs> what song? Oscar, Oscar Mayer has yeah. a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. I have cable growing up, man. Leave me alone. Dude, there's a there's the other one. <laughs> Oscar Mayer commercials on regular TV? Baloney has a first name. Oh, it's O-S-C-A-R. Oh, it's stuck already. Jesus Christ. Oh, it took a second. Lord, <laughs> you, y'all. You just got it. <laughs> Lord. You were sitting there like, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> currently streaming on Hulu. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Searchlight Pictures production, and, you know, it used to be Fox Searchlight. Disney bought Fox. They dropped the Fox, so it's just Searchlight. Disney owns part of Hulu. Well, now they own all of Hulu, uh, so Searchlight movies get sent to Hulu. Okay. If you didn't already know. And Searchlight is like the indie branch uh, movie studio, what used to be Fox, now Disney. That's crazy. It's considered so, indie now. I mean, it, it's always been kind of indie. Not It's not fully indie because you know, uh-huh. it was Fox, but yeah. like that, that would be their more indie-ish more experimental, less big budget. That's the direction know. they send yeah. the stuff that isn't supposed to be a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that that's that's their A24. <laughs> to put it in context for the 17-year-olds. But yeah, why this movie? Because uh, I thought a dude, uh, he should have been a bigger deal. And I, like, I found out about him like two days before the trailer dropped. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, ser- I was about to say spontaneity, Sp- serendipity. Oh. Uh, <laughs> real serendipitous with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name French for? Anyway, uh, bollocks. 
<laughs> it's English, not French. Uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, if I remember right, we hadn't started the podcast yet. I was still talking about starting the podcast. So when we put out the trailer, I was like, oh, this got to be one of the movies. And Kareem and Cherry were down for it. And also Mauricio, but Mauricio ain't shit. So, you know, we got Ren instead. Yay. Hey, hey. Second best. All right. <laughs> we are number two. We are number two. Yeah, went to the bottom of the list. Is that? Yeah. Hey, From the high. bottom to the top. Now we're here. Hey. At this point, it's whoever wants to be on an episode can get on an episode because. It's been a few weeks for me because some stuff came up. Um, I'm bummed out that I missed the Scott Pilgrim one, though. So We we threw a joke in there for you. You were there. Oh, now I have to listen to it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, written by uh, uh, Stephanie Robinson, directed by Stephen Williams, who has done a lot of TV. Like, he did some, some of the Watchmen TV show episodes. Hmm. So he's an accomplished director, but just not known for movies at all. Uh, so I can't really say what he's been up to. And budget, I could not find it whatsoever. I really want to know what the budget was. Because, huh. I don't know, just the costumes and, you know, all that stuff. I'm always curious yeah. about how much. Because, like, they didn't have any big, big names. Like, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is still, like, well, I haven't said the actors. Uh, but, yeah, like, the folks in it aren't the $20 million actors mm-hmm. that we were talking about last episode. So I want to know if it's a big budget, if all of that just went to set design and stuff. And I know they did some CGI for like the outside shots and whatnot. But I'm curious, especially after the Bram Stoker episode. Oh, yeah. Like, when they went design. whole ham, whole yeah. ham on that. Whole mort- mortadella. Um, like, <laughs> the funny that you mentioned it, though, because like it felt like a lot of the shots uh, felt very kind of tight. Like, oh, yeah. Within a yeah. Because I'm. Um, so it's it, not it like they went big sweeping big shots budget, every time. Yeah, but yeah. they still put some effort into what we could see. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was curious. Well, one, one site says it's forty six million. Oh, okay. Thank that's you for finding. That's on best best movie cast. I don't know how true it is. Uh, I couldn't find it on Imdb, Box Office Mojo, or Wikipedia, and that's that's where I gave up. So <laughs> well, it looks like everybody is saying forty six million. Forty six. All right, yes. so. I can see 46. Once you pay some of these actors and whatnot, and everybody's still pretty, like, not too bougie, getting the set design and everything in. And then it premiered at uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's a, and, that's not too much for a film festival premiere, or but it's too low now for, like, theatrical release-ish for something of this caliber. And uh, just as a little addendum to uh, you mentioning Stephanie Robinson, it looks like she's done some TV work for Atlanta, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah, Fargo. that's where I knew her name so, from. Thank you. Um, you know, all pretty decent shows. So yeah, go straight from that to a movie, though. It's pretty uh, It's pretty decent. This is her breakthrough. And now uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Does this make sense to you guys? Audience 97, Critics 77. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the audience would like this movie more than the critics would. Hmm. But everyone yeah. seemed to generally like it, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not also like like I liked it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if like it didn't get any awards, which it didn't really. I don't really. I don't know why. Maybe I'll know about the end of the episode. <laughs> but uh, shout outs. I don't have any, but if you're listening, I appreciate you. <laughs> 
I, there's still a few people that like I noticed are still with us. Some folks who ain't, but it's all right. Uh, we got a whole lot of Canadian folks, a whole lot as in like percent of the actual people who listen. So <laughs> we love Canada. Uh, shout out Justin. <laughs> like literally at least like 10% of our total listens are from <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So note to self. I don't know if I should make more Canadian jokes or less, <laughs> but it's been working out in our favor. How like the the rate we're going? We only watch Canadian movies now. <laughs> it's just Scott Pilgrim every week. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler warning: We're going to spoil the movie if you haven't yet. Uh, it's on Hulu. Go check it out. I don't know if everybody got Hulu, but you know it's worth it. And it's it's breezy too. It's like a hundred minutes. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's definitely under two all. hours. Yeah, yeah, especially for well, they they said it's they don't think of it as a biopic since they had to like fill in a lot of gaps since <laughs> embellish. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but they they never set out to make a biopic for real. Mm-hmm. So, but let's just call it a biopic for the sake of be, it being a biopic. For a biopic, it's very short. So wait, so how is it a factual story if they had to embellish? I mean, because. They do that anyway. Like, you know, anybody, like filmmakers, actors, folks involved with making movies, right? They have the understanding that if they're going to do something that actually happened, what takes precedence is the finished product being some, like, they're making it for entertainment purposes, right? So they have to have a solid narrative piece. And when you're pulling parts from, like, someone's life, it it has to mesh well into a movie because they're not making a documentary, they're making a movie. So sometimes they got to flex things. That's why it's always based on a true story. Because if it was straight up a true story, then it would just be a documentary. Yeah. And for this one, they act, thanks to Napoleon, they say at the end that like his, like he was actually like, try, like they tried to scrub him from history. So it was really hard, like fill in those gaps. So they, they took some liberties. So they had to, they didn't really have a choice. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, how, how do we feel about it real quick? You mean if I liked it or not? It was fine. Yeah. It was okay. All right. Every Everybody's like, it's okay. <laughs> What'd you say last night? It's a movie? It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a bit rough. It was a series that's of images. That's going to be my new rating. That's, that's, it's a movie. That's a it's movie. A movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> this used to be right up your alley. What, period? Howard Wiggs and... Yeah. yeah, but the reasons that I like the things that I like about period pieces are in this. Yeah, because oh, when you think about it, you you like like yeah, I like Marie Antoinette and I like Vanity Fair, but like this goes in the same category as like Twelve Years a Slave and Harriet. Like I don't like those are also period pieces, but there's a very different vibe. Damn, that's a, right. There's a that's very. Rough, different, that's, I mean, you're not wrong, but that's that's rough. You, you but there's a very this, different vibe. We call a this a slave vibe. movie. She's not saying she's you, not saying it's bad. You, you said it's, we it's just different... sat through generational trauma. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It, it was only like that for like the last twenty minutes. <laughs> However, but the main character is black, and it just has a very different. It's not bad. It's just That's a different true. vibe. Like it's a very first, different vibe. First four minutes of the movie, he's getting beat up. You're not watching. You're not watching these white people with all their entitlement get their get their comeuppance, as you, yeah. as they say. Look, you know that doesn't wrong. happen here. No, you have watched Chevalier <laughs> too. <laughs> part right, deux. right. I need yeah, part, part deux. deux. <laughs> part deux. Yes, I like to watch 
pretentious white people in the 1800s oh, yeah. get their comeuppance, and that doesn't happen here. <laughs> so yeah. they, they stopped the movie short of the guillotine, and they were like, that, cut that it, guys. Damn it. That's the extent of the budget. Head, I would have yeah. been like, okay, there Thank it is. You. Okay, Thank fine. You. I had to look it up once I realized who she was. I'm about to ruin this movie for me. Sorry. <laughs> Bro, you don't even know to know who she was. She's obviously Margot Robbie, like every I, other woman in this movie. You said she's Margot obviously Margot Robbie. <laughs> she was completely Margot. Every single white woman in this movie is Margot I want to see Marie get hers, and I want to see husband get his. You just remind I me that I skipped that. The, the actors again, even after I pointed out that I skipped the actors. <laughs> so real quick, Kelvin Harris Jr., Samara Weaving, not Mar- Margot Robbie, but definitely a Margot Robbie clone. Uh, Lucy Boynton, also I can't Margot pronounce Robbie. the name. I mean, yes, <laughs> another Margot Robbie clone. Uh, who? All of Yo, these are just Jamie Presley clones. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Presley, the original Margot Robbie. But yeah. Isn't she the girl that plays Harley Quinn? Margot Robbie. Margot yes. Robbie, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the same? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. I, I messed myself up. Okay, you, you with us now? You... Let me Google it. <laughs> you don't believe it. <laughs> He's like, nah, this. this it's, back, it's back to Forrest Whitaker. You it's telling, back to Forrest Whitaker. You telling me this not Margot Robbie? Look. <laughs> It's back to the Forrest Whitaker thing. It's, I'll it's, let you have. I'll let you have it. it. It could be Margot Robbie, but since it's Samara Weaving, I have to point out that she's the daughter of Hugo Weaving, aka Agent Smith, Elron. Uh, I mean, but you Red can see Snow. it. You, yeah, you can see all it. All her face. Yeah, you can see it when, when like, <laughs> at any moment she's about to just like stop talking about Chevalier this, Chevalier that, and start going, Mister Anderson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Any, I, any moment? I, I hate it. Your stench. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> Mini Driver also, yeah. And uh, Martin Kasakis. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. I didn't look it up. <laughs> anyway, so everybody's lukewarm on the movie or think it was just all right? It was fine. It, it was fine. Okay. It was fine. It was fine. I'm going to say it's good. The notch above fine. Is that acceptable, y'all? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> you can have whatever. You don't. You do not have to agree with me. You're I right. Have... You're right. You're right. No, that, I, it's fine. I'll we'll drag knew... you in the group text later. <laughs> I knew. For, I knew for, what for angle me, you were coming from. For me, there were just some points that made it not good, not that good level, because to me, the music wasn't hitting like it should have been. It only hit in certain parts, and I was. I'm. I'm with you on that. Like the, I was just kind of taken aback by that. Yeah, and, like it hit at the very end, and I was like, "Where was this the whole movie?" Right, yeah. and, the, and yeah. then and then Marie and and husband did not get their due because I was waiting for I something. Think, I think they were like, "You know what's coming." Like I wanted to see it. I, w- <laughs> I mean, you want to go see it? You watch Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst, and then see, you see it. <laughs> and yeah, but that, doesn't that end right as they pull? Doesn't that end right as they pull out the guillotine too? It does, except you get to see them lose all of their fortune. You get to see them have like uh, barely any, they have barely any servants okay, left. You're right, you're they're right. like I huddled up it. in one room in their house because people are throwing like. Oh, like, yeah, they're like, oh, they're coming. Lob, they're coming I for wanted this. to see yeah. the emotion in the eyes. <laughs> the fear? The, the fear. You, the, you, you the, saw the, the fear oh at the God. end. You saw the. I think they were like, "Look, well, you know what's about to happen." Because I, I saw, I saw, like, ca- I saw Caucasian. How dare they? Look, yeah. I think ending, I heard but, a "Well, like, I never," and that was <laughs> that's where it was. 
but we didn't get to fear yet. We're we were like a few steps below fear. Look, okay, we'll we'll get to we'll get to. It. <laughs> we're, we were still in like righteous indignation territory. You know what I mean? All right, so let me get my uh, massage my jaw, get my French ready. Hold on. Oh, 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 Sir, okay. uh. don't tell me about it. <laughs> Let me get the proper amount of phlegm in my throat. <laughs> you drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Puke everywhere. <laughs> anyway, film starts out in the late 1770s in Paris at a Mozart performance. My Mozart's up there just knowing, knowing he's killing it. Like he's up there, did he bouncing his shit? <laughs> Amadeus <laughs> up there. <laughs> he's like, for those of you who are somehow unaware, my name is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> Cockiest dude. I love that's another thing that's funny to me. Just everybody in the movie is arrogant as fuck. Um but, it's like a pomposity. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean? Just like a level of like, ugh. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking about high society like French folks, so I, I get it. Uh, so then, then he opens it up to requests from the audience, and the black man approaches requesting violin concerto number five, and he would like to play it with him. So Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be receiving help from a dark stranger. Mozart jokes. But <laughs> and they start playing, and it's obvious the man knows how to play, but Mozart you know, has to stunt on him. So he kicks it up a notch and like homie stunts right back and he kicks it up a notch. And like, then they end up, uh, end up like up in the ante over and over again. And then they end up playing competing cadenza pieces. Did I say that right. Uh, I, I just knew a, I was going to say a, credenza. A, a musical duel. Uh, <laughs> it's epic <yeah>. rap battle. <laughs> Sorry. I had to say it. <laughs> I thought the whole thing was just going to be them. Like him picking fights, with, like musical fights with people. <laughs> Me too. He's gonna show up at a concert and then like play the violin. (laughs) Showbon. Showbon. He's he's like Chopin these nuts. (laughs) Drops a violin, leaves. You're making me wish I had this movie. At, at one point, my boy jumps off the stage and starts styling right in folks' faces, and the damn orchestra joins in with him. That that's the, that was the part. Like that, Mozart was hurt when his orchestra started playing with the dude. He ran off the stage, and like it cuts to him backstage, and he's like, "Who the fuck is that?" And then we get the title bump, Chevalier. That's funny. So next we get a flashback of young Joseph being dropped off at school in France. And immediately the boys at the academy start staring at Joseph as like uh, they make their way to the headmaster to try and get him into the school, right? Uh, Let me see if I can say this right. (laughs) Monsieur, there are better places suited for hiding such indiscretions. Uh, Guadeloupe to Paris is not a short journey. Surely you were not expecting to just dump your Negro bastard from the plantation in the first academy you lay your eyes on. And, like, Joseph's dad is like, well, I can pay. Just the levels of, like, this is how this man is talking about his son. He's like, I mean, you right. Like, <laughs> but I got money, though. And, like, uh, dude's like, headman's like, I'm sure of it, but I fear this may not be a kind place for such a boy. And he's like... He's gifted. Such gifts should not be allowed to languish on a plantation. I owe him that at least. 
And then the father clicks like he's getting a horse to start walking. Yeah. Man, <laughs> look, I got so irritated. Uh, and, and young Joseph stands up and starts playing the violin. And like the headmaster sits back stunned with like what he just heard, right? And like the father tells Joseph uh, that the place won't be welcoming to him, but he had to always be excellent as to not give anyone any reason to tear him down. And like we get a time skip mon- slash montage of uh, Joseph getting jumped by his classmates, like Man. I said in the first four minutes. Yeah. And uh him training with the violin and training in fencing and like that flows into the next scene which is a fencing bout we see the fencing bout is uh is in front of like the king and the queen right and the queen is marie antoinette the fencers are introduced by their dudes i don't know what the dudes are called but they're dudes uh and the first dude is like we challenge la bossier's prize pupil to a duel so if you have come for a bout a bout you will get uh madames and messieurs your majesties, good people of France, our country, our home is under siege. A siege not made of steel or cannons, but a siege against the purity of blood, the purity of our nation. And this enemy, France's enemy, is already here, I fear. The Negro. No longer are they confined to the faraway plantations of the colonies. They have found their way into our homeland. Do not fret because there is hope that can be found in a man that I am proud to present. A true son of France, here to crush the dark pestilence. Uh, France's esteemed champion of uh, of Rowan, Alexandre Picard. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alexandre Picard. Did I... Wait, I thought Rowan was a place in Lord of the Rings. Is this just like the white power part of it? Like, look, I look. <laughs> it's spelled different. That's a, that one has a W. <laughs> and so then we get the uh, Chevalier is a. Uh, <laughs> what do you call him? The hype man, like when the boxer comes out. Chevalier yeah, yeah, yeah. hype man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hear me now. France is changing. Yes, but so is the world. Are we to be left behind? Is our great nation to resist transformation? Are we to remain stagnant, clinging to the backwards ways of our forebearers until the country turns to dust? Behold, France's future. He is both angel and devil, warrior and poet, a true son of France, my best friend. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I immediately went to Jujutsu Kaisen. My <laughs> best friend. Best <laughs> friend. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Maestro of the bow, you know him well, Joseph Bologna. And, <laughs> and like the scene is really cool because like as the introductions go on, it intercuts with them actually fighting. So the whole time you're starting to see like while they're talking, uh, Joseph like beat Alexander Picard's ass. <laughs> Apparently, I looked it up. Like a lot of these people who they name drop are like real historical figures. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, it's a true story, but still like, they're like, they have their own Wikipedia pages. It's not like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they get like, <laughs> like Mahatma Gandhi and like Plato and like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as the introductions go on, it's intercut with the actual bout and we see Joseph beat Picard's ass. Like he went back to a seat all cut up and hurt like, like was, I was, we, at the pause it, I was laughing so hard at how, like, like, he was about to cry when he sat down and his, like, his chest all bleeding and he's holding his wrist. He was hurt. But yeah, and his feelings were hurt too. And like, as a reward for his win, uh, Marie Antoinette knights him. 
Joseph Bologna, I'm pleased to finally see firsthand how sensational you are, adept at writing and language and poetry, and you play your instrument as well as you wield your sword. Pause. I couldn't tell if they hinted that, like, they had their own little thing going on on the side or not. Uh, it, it, it was only really this moment is when it happened. The I rest of the times, I was like, okay, they just friends. I but don't like, think so. I, I think there might have been an attraction there, but, it, you know, it didn't cross past that. Okay. That I think it's intrigue. Out. Yeah. Plus, yeah. she saw novelty in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it was a thing, that it would definitely be known. I think, I think she viewed him as exotic and new and fresh. And oh, a- absolutely. Younger. Yeah. I got you. But just, just the choice of words was like, she flirting? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Your work as director of Le Concert des Amateurs is unmatched. Gosick and Leclerc sing your praises. And your concertos, dare me, delightful. Ooh. And after this most impressive victory, you have proven yourself to be a true man of France. I think it's finally time we reward this excellent. I, Marie Antoinette, Queen of France, hereby anoint you, Joseph Bologna, Chevalier de Saint-Georges. Well, come on, someone. Get him a shiny sash or something. Let's make this festive. And I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but when I went back the second time, there's like a little dude in front of her, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, you, you, go, go give him your sash." Oh, that was that was so Marie Antoinette. That was very accurate to her like personality to just be like, "You, you have a sash, you, give you, him a you, sash." Go, go. <laughs> but my mother gave me the sash, right? Like, doesn't know that's the like, way what, he looked. What position he has? All she knows is like, "I'm queen. You got to do what I say." Let's go. I'm part of the Ministry the, of Defense. He was hurt that he had to give up his sash. <laughs> but, but. What? It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Uh, so one year later, we saw our boy Chevalier hanging out with Marie Antoinette at, at an opera, right? So like they're buddies now, and you know, thanks to her knighting him and you know taking around, he's high society. And afterwards at a party, we see him get hit on by Marie Madeline Guimard, who's played by Minnie Driver, and like she's like the hot shit actress basically or or at least like the top the opera singer she's she's like the, like the the old lady actress that has been doing it forever yeah she like the meryl street just... but not quite like the meryl street but like you know what i mean who's the who's the who's the hotness right now she's the margot robbie <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> in, all, in one of her forms i guess and like so she's uh she's hitting on uh chevalier and <laughs> She got jungle fever, but he kind of brushes her off and he says, like, he hopes they do collaborate one day as professionals. And she was big mad about that. So Chevalier comes across Marie Josephine, input Kareem, uh, not Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Samara Weaving singing uh, and he's smitten, right? And like Minnie Driver notices and like she mad all over again. <laughs> Because he just turned her you. down. And now yeah, she sees that he's like making eyes with her. So Chevalier approaches her and like he spits some game and she resists, resists, resists. <laughs> and uh, then her cousin, Stephanie, F- let me see if I say this right. Stephanie Felicity Comtesse de Gonlis. Did I say that? Sure, sure. Oh, I'm close. Is it uh, Jean-Li? Jean-Li, Jean- yeah. Jean-Li? Okay, yeah. Jean-Louis. All right, thank you. Well, that's the only time I'm going to say her full title. Uh, <laughs> she's Stephanie Felicity from now on. 
yeah, she jumps in and she swoops uh swoops uh, Marie Josephine away and like purposely mentions that like she got a husband. She got a man at home. Uh we actually already saw the husband, but we we weren't introduced yet. He was just pissed off that Chevali out here stunting on folks. So Marie Antoinette catches up with Chevalier again and asks him uh, what he's trying to do now that, like, he's achieved Starboy status. And, like, he tells her he wants to become the director of the Paris Opera. And she kind of tries to talk him out of it <laughs> and says, like, the committee is the one that makes that decision and tells him if uh, if it is what he wants, then he'll have to, like, he has to convince them. And so uh, our boy uh, Chevalier pulls right up to his competition, Christoph Gluck, a composer Gluck. from Viet Gluck. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody say Gluck, so I ran with Gluck. No, 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 no. You're probably oh, you just right. you just laughing just at Gluck. <laughs> Christoph Gluck, Gluck. <laughs> so uh, a composer from Vienna, uh, like that's there to show the committee. He's put on a show or something, right? And Chevalier welcomes him to France, and he's like, "Oh, perhaps you've heard of me." And Gluck goes, "Ah, yes, the show off. We spoiled Mozart's concert. I hear he's riding you into his new opera as the villain." Dark skinned and evil. So, so Mozart's racist too. <laughs> all of them. They all are. Surprise! Wait, Mozart now? Who was the other black one? Was it Beethoven? Allegedly. Allegedly, like I mean, he was. He had to be white passing because it wasn't a big enough deal, right? Otherwise, we'd be talk. We'd be watching Beethoven and not Chevalier right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Chevalier tells him that he's the better man to lead the Paris opera and challenges him to a violin duel, which Gluck scoffs at. <laughs> but Marie Antoinette pops up and is like, yeah, let's have a competition. Yay. <laughs> You're each to write uh, your own opera and then perform it in front of the committee. And like, we'll let them choose who's going to become the director, right? So uh, Chevalier is happy about this because, you know, he's arrogant. He's like, I, I ain't going to lose. And Gluck is like, I guess. But yeah, so next morning, Joseph's BFF Felipe de Arlene's wakes him up the next morning and reads a letter that just arrived for him that states his father has died and he will receive none of his estate since he was illegitimate. But also, his mother, who was the property of his father, will be returned to him. As, like, they, he reads the end of the letter, like, we see the reunion between them. Which, that was a sweet moment. And as nice of a scene that was, then we see him being kind of a dick to his mom after getting her tailored uh, for some new dresses. And, like, she starts talking about being proud of him, and, like, he's real cold with her. And then we see, like, she's speaking to the tailor's help with, uh, or speaking in uh, Wolof, which is, like, I guess it's an African language. Chevalier is like, French is the preferred language around here. And mom's like, oh, oh, oh of course. She's funny to me, because, like, even though this is, like, the 18th century, she gives off big Caribbean mom energy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like the, whole, yeah, the entire movie. The whole movie, the whole movie whole is so movie. funny. Uh, for those who don't know, Guadeloupe is a Caribbean island. But anyway, yes. Uh, so Chev meets with Stephanie, Feli- uh, Stephanie Felicity, who agrees to produce uh, his show because he promised to adapt her new novel into a, a show after he beats Gluck and gets the job. And, like, Chev is insistent on getting her cousin Marie Josephine, who, like, we, we saw him hit on earlier, as the lead. And uh, she's like, all right, but you gotta you gotta talk to her husband. Look. So, Chev, of course, is like, all right, well, I'm gonna go meet, meet, her, meet her husband. And, like, he goes, and when he gets there, the husband isn't there yet. Mark Rene Marquise de Montalambert. That's, <laughs> I think I messed that last one up, but. Montalambert. Montalambert. Yeah, there you go. 
I'm going to just. You don't say the S. Did I say Marquise? You did. My bad. Marquise. He's not a black man. <laughs> the, the Marriott Marquis. There is that Marcus? Yeah. Mark is that Marcus? <laughs> Marcus wants a Lambert? <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen you, Marcus. <laughs> no. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the husband is played by uh, Martin, I'm going to say Kakas, Skaskas. I think it's Skaskas. Just give up on names. I, I know up. him from, he was the bad guy in the first Denzel Equalizer. So he's scary as shit. <laughs> he played that like Russian hitman or whatever. Like he he's just like, you were not going to see this man not play an asshole in a movie. He just got that face, that demeanor. So great casting, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So when when Chevalier gets there, the husband isn't there yet. So he chats up Marie Josephine for a bit, and like when hubby finally shows up, he immediately comes in on some pompous energy. Like he says, "Famed mulatto of La Bus Years Academy." There's that Kareem's favorite word, by the way. So needless to say, <laughs> no one's going to remember that joke. The episode was so long ago. So needless to say, the asshole would be vehemently against his wife being in Chevalier's opera, right? And like, so they go for a walk and like, this dude is just, just, just his energy is so wild. He's like, I fought for this country in Rhine, in Italy, in Bohemia. It is my God-given purpose to defend this country from all of its enemies, even from enemies at home. I have designed many a fortress. It is a precise science keeping your enemies out. But what does one do when an enemy is not found outside the fortress? What to do when the enemy is within the fortress all along? France is the greatest station in the world. In any other country, a man of your color would not be wearing such fine clothes or be so boldly propositioning a man's wife in his own drawing room. I have no affection for art. I have no interest in sitting for hours at the opera or staring at paintings of ponds or flowers. Let me be clear. The very idea of Marie Josephine parading around the stage is more than unsavory. A woman of that theater invites the hungry and lustful eyes of men night after night. I do not wish my dove to become a whore. Hungry eyes. Um, okay, so there's there's two things here which I think are really funny because this guy's, this guy's purpose is to defend France. And one of France's biggest things is just art scene in general. Yeah. So he's either he's either defending the totality of France, including art and everything involved with it, or he's just like, no, 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 this is my France. My France. I defend my France. I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't give a shit about art. None of this. That's not France. That's not the France I want to defend. But the other part was that I feel like there's so many bits of dialogue in here where it's like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Um, we start a sentence with, I fought for da da da, and then he goes off on a tangent. But then immediately later, it's like, oh, also, uh, fuck you, fuck everything you do. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking hate you. I'm a racist piece of shit. Um, all the, you know, like, but every single time we have somebody like defending themselves, like, it could be in, in something as simple as what uh, Bologna says to uh, the older woman, uh, the actress. Yeah. Um, when he's like, oh yeah, I would love to collaborate as professionals it's, it's this it's this two-part everybody is that is pompous yeah <laughs> like, that's they how can't they just see. say what they mean and that was what was refreshing later on when 
everything kind of goes down, but we'll, we'll get to that yeah. as the plot progresses. That's a good thing to point out though. They, it's always like the setup. And then... oh, <laughs> so polite. Also, fuck you. It's like, <laughs> you could have just told me, fuck you. And then like, we would have known where this conversation, we didn't have to keep talking. I wish I knew more about the French. And if this is just how they still talk or something, like I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> everything is a backhanded insult, but like, you know, just come back around. Yeah. yeah, think about it twice before you realize they're insulting you. You're just taking the scenic route to get to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck you politely. <laughs> just be straight up. Just tell me. <laughs> so Chevalier holds auditions for his opera and they all suck. <laughs> the scene was neat, though, because like, as they cycled through the auditions, the song was still going. So that was kind of cool. They did some neat like little directing stuff and editing. Uh then Marie Josephine shows up and asks to be in Chevalier's opera, disobeying her husband and saying he'll be away so she could do it behind his back. That's <laughs> as soon as she popped, I said, oh, "Okay, it's all gonna be her fault. He gonna get." You said it's all gonna be her fault. <laughs> it's gonna all gonna be her fault. It's her fault. This Jezebel. <laughs> this 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 trollop. <laughs> trollop. Damn. Somebody call me a trollop. I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> know that Pokemon? Uh, <laughs> she explains herself uh, as not wanting to be just a trophy housewife and wanting her own autonomy and tells Chevalier that perhaps when he's married, he'd understand such things. But he gets offended and promptly explains why marriage isn't in the cards for him. And he's like, I would be punished no matter who I marry because he's not allowed to marry a white girl. And if he's, if he marries a black girl, he'll lose his title. So it's a lose, lose situation in his eyes. Cause his title is, he's a very uppity individual. Oh boy. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, he, he gets his too though. Like it is, there's times where, especially when he's like dealing, like talking to his mother, like he is so like, I mean, he's arrogant across the board. But, like, it really hits you when he, like, when you see that his mother is, like, reminding him of who he doesn't want to be. So, yeah. He said, how dare you live here with your black skin. <laughs> your black point, lips. At that point, he's still under the impression that he needs to be the person that his father told him. It, yeah, yeah. Right? He, I mean, he's messed up. And I understand how he became the person he is. So right. I'm not villainizing him too much, but it's still funny. Yeah, that, that is his yeah. petulant teenager reaction phase yeah. where he's like, I do everything myself. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know exactly and his, who I and his, and his mom, his mom knows, so she just, she's paying yeah. it. Yeah, she's just yeah, paying she, it. Yeah, she's, she's, don't, don't trust these white people. He's yeah, like, she, these are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand As, me, as time goes on, <laughs> she starts getting more and more bold. And eventually yeah. she comes out and says some stuff. And when she does, I'm like, yeah, there it is. Her clear Huxtable moment. Look, <laughs> so you out here having big fun with these white, rich white people. <laughs> having big, big fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so Marie Josephine feels bad for being naive, uh, but she gets handed the, the stuff to rehearse, so she gets a job. So she it's like a little confusing, bittersweet moment because you see her like, Kind of get excited about uh, getting the role, but then like, oh yeah, I just like insulted him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so later on we see uh, Chevalier's mom uh, hum a song she used to hum when he was little, and she asked if he'd ever put it into an opera. And this dick bag is like, no, there are standards to be honored. So yeah, see, Negro music. Look, he's in his feelings. <laughs> 
the plight of the uppity Negro. <laughs> he was, yeah. Anyway, so during rehearsal, uh, Felipe scolds Chevalier for hitting on Marie Josephine because her husband is crazy as shit and be arresting niggas for asking for bread. <laughs> and like Chevalier blows it off and he's arrogant as usual. It's like, look, he's like, look, that man is a psychopath. Like, instead of just buying people bread because he got the money to do it, he got the bread to buy the bread, he, he busts their heads open. <laughs> and here you are fucking with his wife. What you doing, man? <laughs> his friend was a real friend. Like, his look, friend was real. Like, look he, told him what he, look, he told him what he needed to hear, not what he wanted to hear. It's like, yo. <laughs> what, 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 what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> So like afterwards, they go to a secret meeting. Uh, sorry, a secret meeting to which uh, Chevalier points out is treasonous. Since Felipe, I think he's a he's a family member of the crown or something. Uh, he he only says it in like one line that he's like royalty. But yeah, and like they're going to talk about the growing revolution, and then like Marie Josephine invites herself to tag along for funsies. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't even want to go too because. The, the entire movie is leading up to his participation yeah. in this. Yeah. He doesn't understand how it correlates to him at all. Nope. Nope. Um, Cause he, but he wants Marie to just be wants in... to be like, yeah, well, why not? Cause she does. She don't know she's trouble. <laughs> she's just happy to be out in the house, man. I, I don't, I don't completely dislike her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she seems like she's just as subject to whatever patriarchy. Yeah. Situation, you know, is, is already, going on she gotta go home this crazy ass yeah Yeah. wasn't she forced into that marriage yeah yeah basically is what she reveals later on but i you know i I can appreciate what she does for the movie enough i just you know i don't hate her outright yeah but Um, she's just not even dumb and it's like damn it bitch shut up yeah (laughs) hard way too so yeah like she's not yeah she's not a villain no yeah that's what net is is hardly a villain she's just fucking idiot yeah yeah that's the other thing Both are different levels of idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but due to uh, Antoinette's like position of power, I think that makes her yeah, like, that makes her more mostly identified with a villain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So next scene, we see Chevalier on his way uh, to the house, and he gets annoyed listening to his mother and the waitstaff talking, laughing, uh, Wolof. And I hope I'm saying that right. And he demands to know what they said, and his mom tells him that <laughs> that they're laughing because he looks like a white boy. <laughs> it's funny because he gets offended, but he, I mean that's what he wants. Yeah, if it walks like a duck. Like, <laughs> look, look, isn't and, that what you're doing? Look, yeah. and that, like I said, that's big Caribbean mom energy, where she tells you to joke. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like your feelings gonna be hurt. <laughs> that's why you wanted to watch this, huh? It's another Caribbean movie. I get it. Look, I see where it's coming from. Look, we'll get to it. You'll see when we get to the Christmas movies. I did have one Lord. question, real What's fast. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like during the progression of Joseph uh, being enrolled in school, that really it's kind of a fast montage. Yeah, uh, he goes from you know he gets there, normal hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go with the first wig, right? Yeah. Um, one curl. One curl. Later, when he's in the fight, two curls. Two curls. Oh, I didn't like, see that. What, is there is there any correlation? Is it like to... the Squid Games? Like the more points, the bit, the more I points. Get more curls. <laughs> you know, what curls I mean? mean something. All the way to the ground. Are the curls power? When y'all Google up powdered wig rules. <laughs> when you when you level up, you get a curl. <laughs> 
How but powerful you might be onto something because then like those like lawyers or barristers or judges, or whatever is they be having mad curls, yeah, yeah like yeah. down their backs, like their wigs oh, like shit. go down. His power level is over nine girls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you don't crack the code. All right, I'm gonna get some curls. Excuse me. You live in year eighteen oh eight. We yeah. live in year seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> they just made me a judge. Can you believe it? He <laughs> <laughs> just bought a new one. Oh man. So yeah, uh, at the theater, Marie Josephine pops up on Chevalier playing the violin and asks if he was uh, always as competitive as he is now. And he tells him that his father told him no one may ever tear down an excellent Frenchman. <laughs> World War Two, like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> why, why? <laughs> You get the French fish voice come on later. It's like a um, hundred years later. <laughs> oh my god! Are you okay? You all right? You okay? Drink, drink. Holy shit! That one got me. Uh, I started to black out there. I was laughing so hard. Oh man. So I was waiting for that quote. I was waiting for you to bring up that quote. I'm just you, like, you had that joke this the first time. <laughs> you missed it first time. I had to wait for this to come up. Oh, man. Yeah, because he does say it twice. He says it at the beginning and then, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, she shares some sad childhood stories, too. And, like, they bond over that and they start flirting. Then Marie Josephine pretends to fall and Chevalier catches her. Then they start feeling up on each other and kissing. And, like, then we get a montage of Marie Josephine rehearsing uh, and them creeping around having an affair. Was that a pretend fall? I don't. I thought it was a real. I said it was a pretend fall. I was like, ah, and he's like, Ugh, I thought that I was a damsel fall. Like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm a flower. I mean, yeah. he like tripped or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I, yeah, them floors were pretty uneven. All right, maybe she didn't pretend, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if she went in there with a mission. Like, well, you know she day. did. You know she did. Yeah. Today's the day. Cause she just be popping up. <laughs> she know what she wanted and she went after it like he doing his thing he tweaking his violin or whatever she just be like Pff. while her uh, husband is conveniently away yeah he he off building what's fortresses. the worst that can happen <laughs> nobody will ever find out right these people don't talk and we're not just two of like some of the most famous people right in the area <laughs> they are a part of the queen's court yeah so this leads to the performance in the front of the committee, uh, and afterwards, Chevalier walks up and stares at Marie Josephine, and he asks, or she asks, what? And he's like, just trying to memorize you before you get too famous, even for me. <laughs> uh, she's like, that might be the most humble thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> That's kind of cute. But then uh, Stephanie Felicity comes in running and she tells him that the committee loved it and she she's in high hopes that they'll choose uh, this opera over Gluck's opera and like Chevalier is going to become the director and all that stuff. But she was like too happy. Mm. So we know how that goes. So uh, Chevalier, uh, Marie Josephine and Felipe sit together and like Marie Josephine gets up uh, to get another drink and like she playfully touches Chevalier's shoulder and leaves. And then Felipe's like, how long y'all been sleeping together? <laughs> and he scolds him for it. So Chevalier throws it right back in him. And he's like, you ain't never respecting nobody's marriage. So what you talking to me for? <laughs> so everybody out here cheat. <laughs> well, they, they seem to be like, that was their thing. Like they were just man whores together. And then homegirl came along. 
And like, even though like Felipe is like a good dude, like he, he, you know, he's for the revolution and he recognizes how the the monarchy is fucking up and all that stuff. Like he still be out here chasing ass. <laughs> but yeah, so Felipe changes the subject and he says, well, he's going to go to England and meet with some uh, famous progressive folks. And like, he asked Chevalier to come with them too, because they'd love him. And like, Chevalier wasn't trying to hear all that, right? Uh, and later he runs uh, runs the idea by Marie Josephine while laying in bed about dipping out. And she's like, well, where are we going to go, though? Like, they joke about going to a desert island and, like, performing an opera for the fish. So, for the uh, fish? <laughs> for the fish. I guess they're doing it in the water. Uh, and in the in the next scene, uh, Mom brings up the girl that he <laughs> she sees her son sneaking in and out. And, like, that turns into, like, a little fight between them. And she uh she calls him out on living in their world. And Chevalier is like, spare me your worries and concerns. I've been handling this shit on my own, mama. I'm grown. Since I was abandoned here. And it's like, he got a point, but also, like, chill. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't, she never, it's like they never show her, not that she didn't in real life, but they never show her. I don't want to say respecting, but it's like she completely doesn't, like she completely misses the point that like he needs to do these performative things in order for them to have what they have. Like she got emancipated and doesn't have, literally doesn't have to lift a finger. She's not some sharecropper. You know what I mean? Like she's benefiting from the life that he's living. And I know that he's like pretending to be white and that's like annoying on some level, but like, dang, like you, you also just got emancipated and you literally never have to work again for the rest of your life. If he just continues to perform. Mm. So like, let the man. <laughs> like, like, she, I, she, I, she's judging him for 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 her benefiting well, and I, well, not 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 specifically. I think the, the the disconnect is he like it would be different if he did that and then came home and was himself himself or, or you know like if he was a different person yeah. outside I mean, versus in the house white outside yeah then, but then, they also, then she wouldn't they also never show him and her except for that like one scene that you haven't gotten to yet yeah. where they like go to the, like, the music or whatever i know you get into that yeah. but like other than that they never show that like he hasn't seen her in how long mm-hmm. and we never see them just talk Hey yeah. mom, this is the these are the things that I've been doing on all the fifteen plus years you've been gone. Like catch, they, we never see them catch up, and well, so like she's yeah. dropped off and she walks in. At least the way this is written, it's written as if she's just expecting him to treat her like a mom, even though she hasn't. Like she has no idea what he's gone through. But, like, but and also, we never like, see him sit down and have any she, sort of conversation about like this is what my life is. But also, like he doesn't really give the chance for that to happen. Cause he he's always like, oh, we speak French here, and like he's he's like scoffing at her being herself. So there's there's and already she's, like and a, she's scoffing at him for doing what it takes to survive here. But abandoned. I mean, um, yes, yeah. I, I do wonder if they wrote his character to be withholding from her because that was like part of the identity that got him through. He was by himself, so he got used to being by himself. Oh, absolutely. They they don't say it, the but they yeah. they show it in. One of these scenes, they show it, and no, they do say they do say it at some point. I can't remember where, but I know what what you're saying happens. I can't remember if they say it or if they show it, but I remember receiving that information uh-huh. that, or maybe it's when he he. Uh, I think he doesn't say it to her. I think he says it to homegirl, and then if you put the two and two together, you get what you're saying. Maybe that's it. But yeah, yeah. Show don't it's, tell. It's just like they they both don't get each other's worlds. Yeah, right. Not, at least like, not yet. 
Yeah. Well, he he is he 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 can't get her world because he's nowhere near her world. So she would literally yeah. have to tell him like what that experience is like because he's been he's been away from slavery too long, you know, and right. he's a kid. But like she's part, she's in his world. She kind of sees and experiences like a little bit of his world, and she just like. I'm not. I get why she's like friends with the waitstaff because they speak her language. They're more like her people. They're what she's used to. But it's like when she like I I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm a mom. It's like, it's like, it's like she, she came. I, it's like she came in and separated herself. Yes. Like yeah, hang out with the waitstaff because they're they they have, they share your culture and that's something you can that she gets to have. I'm not saying she shouldn't be friends with them, but like I also wouldn't necessarily joke on my son with them in front of my son. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just like pick your kid if you want him to pick you. Now, they, see, don't, they don't have the kind of relationship anymore where he would automatically always choose her because she just wasn't. And it's, not, and it's not her fault and it's not his fault either. But see, like, I, And I think in that part when, when she made that joke is where it sealed it in his mind. Yeah, that, that she's that... choosing them. That that uh, not only did she give me up, she just don't care. Oh, so so now I'm stuck with this person. I don't know. Gave me away. I don't like right. at this point. And now she making fun of me in my house for living my way. Okay. And did this happen more often because the white wait staff left after his dad died? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they. Uh, I didn't write that down, but he did say that that once they heard the dad died, they did. Mm-hmm. But also, like she was a slave and. She hate these white people. Yeah. So seeing her son act like these white people, like I understand that, like she but needs to. But you're the you're the adult and the parent, so you should. You got to let it happen. But he's also an adult at this point too. But she's but, still. But, but he, but he, but he was raised in this world. Yeah. He but, had no choice in matter. He didn't learn it. He didn't learn the other side. I mean, yes, everybody's right. I'm just saying, like she. <laughs> everybody's it, wrong. From her point of view, <laughs> she was a slave. They took her baby from her. She yeah. hate these white people. She comes here all these years later. She finally gets to reunite, uh, be right, reunited with the baby, and he's acting like these white people that she hate. And but but his perspective, she they finally reunite, and all she does is ridicule him. So this means it's all miscommunication or misunderstanding. Yeah. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> also, children, they don't understand either. <laughs> but it did it did hurt him when she was making fun. Because, yeah. so. like, she, oh, yeah. I mean, he can stop acting like a white yeah, person. His, his, his and they can be homeless on the streets together. Like, what does she want from him? <laughs> he, was, he said, they said you were acting like a white boy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you point it out? <laughs> but even even the way he like you can tell that yes he does it out of necessity but he's been doing it so long that he it's not a conscious thing anymore cuz even when he talks about like the idea of marrying a black woman and giving up his title like the way he says negro he says negro the way they say negro I think I think it's to the point of of like today where you have those black people that care about their proximity to whiteness too much where they all they just want to be that white person for whatever yeah. twisted reason. It's I think this it's the equivalent of that. And on top of him being raised around white people, seeing black people only in this servitude or and bad like the spot. reason he gets mistreated is because he is black so like even though it's not a conscious decision it like it's ingrained in him that like there's a friction between him and blackness because that's the reason why his life is hard Mm -hmm. almost and like 
this is like you know some deep shit that like he'd have you know he'd need a, a therapist to unpack and everything. True. Eventually, he comes around. He probably never really even thinks about it. He just learns to like accept new things as the movie goes on. But like, it's just it's a whole lot of layers on both sides, like that kind of form that that disconnect. And I get it. You know, it's a movie that they don't they don't show or explain everything how he changed his his thought process. Did they have therapists back then? Yes. Did they? Yeah. Were they good? Psychology and psychiatry have existed yeah. for a real long time. Y'all. I mean, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean like that, but <laughs> I mean, like, was it, like that, was it yeah. acceptable? Like, you know, like, cause that, it just, it's just you now went, starting you to just be. just talk to your priest. It's not that different. Oh. Uh, we yeah. just, as a society, like more people are not religious. So now therapy is a bigger thing, but it's, it's equivalent to like, if you went and talked to your pastor. Okay. Just, that means, I got you. I got you. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Uh, but now we get to my favorite part of the movie. Oh man! Oh shit! So, wait, wait. One thought. One thought. Paul, mind you, this far into the movie, no music. Yeah, no music. Yeah. No music. Drop the ball. Drop no the music. ball. Look, look. Forty-eight million. They had to look. They couldn't. They could only pay for like three pieces. <laughs> what? That's not true. What are you talking? What do you mean? They didn't have enough money for for the music to pay, to pay the orchestra. The score, or like to, to get more songs out. You don't pay for songs well, from the 1800s. <laughs> well, I was trying. To, I was trying to figure out if it was because. Oh, you're right. There's no, there's no copyright they, on that. They could have went on Google and just put it in. Well, I was trying to figure yeah. out if it was like if it was like budgeting, or was it because, uh, you know, his 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 existence was almost wiped out where they just didn't have his music. Maybe? I mean, right. It would be. It might be that they didn't want to play things things that weren't of like Chevaliers. But they, there's no copyright on Mozart or Beethoven <laughs> like that. I mean, you're right. A lot of the like, like the the end credit song, I think, is Mozart, not Chevalier. But I hope, I hope, I don't know for sure. I hope that final song though, at the end, I hope that's his because that joke right. was a bop. <laughs> so I feel like that was too, even though it was classical, it was too updated classical. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, so I feel like they made that for the movie to give it that 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 urban resistance feel. I was I'm gonna try to figure it out, but we'll get to we'll what the movie was about. I was yeah. like, are they gonna try to like update this? You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. wasn't sure it was gonna be like Great Gatsby, where they you know totally current pop score. I love that, but but it was also love so short, like it was unfinished. So maybe it was his. It was just one of his unfinished. Yeah, pieces. and they just they just worked with it. But but about the Gatsby thing, they, there was like two three stuffy Gatsby movies already, so they they had fun with that one. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure how they were going to. No, go but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but like that's that's Baz Luhrmann's thing is yeah. the anachronistic mo- like making his movies anachronistic. Oh yeah, yeah. You you dust draw your sword at me, <laughs> <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's oh his God. thing. Is to like. I wanted to watch Romeo and Juliet for this podcast, dude. I was I was waiting for his uh whatever his next movie is. We could do a Baz Luhrmann because then we could slip in uh Great Gatsby, which is one of my both uh, both of ours uh, one of our favorite. I still have not seen that movie. You fucking up. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you you gonna watch it? You gonna watch it with us? My. Look, you gonna no? We gonna make you? Re- you gonna you gonna do like me? She gonna make you read the book? She meaning me? I'm gonna make you read the book. And then we're going to watch the movie together. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. As long as you guys throw in Romeo and Juliet too, and I can talk about John Leguizamo in that movie. Oh, we'll we'll do that at some point. I can't wait. 
I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> what was John? Was he Mercutio? No, he was Tabalt. He was Tabalt. Harold yeah. Paranel or oh, John Leguizamo? No, John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. He, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chevalier uh, arrives at his theater, and the queen is there, stone-faced. The crew of the opera stand behind eagerly on the stage, right, and they're awaiting good news. But the letter she hands Chevalier says the committee is refusing to permit him from taking the position of director of, of the Paris Opera because they will not submit to the orders of the mulatto. Damn. The mortadella? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the cookie. Yeah, Chevalier asked the asked if the queen can do anything, but she she insists that these are delicate matters and she can't go above folks' heads because the people and the nobility are starting to not like her. So she ain't trying to upset nobody else. First of all, you the queen. Look, that's what Chevalier said. He was like, you the queen, though. <laughs> and she's like, look, they really don't like me. <laughs> I ain't trying to piss nobody else off, man. Look, they talk about chopping my head. I look. I <laughs> the last thing I'm trying to do is upset the committee. And like Chevalier goes, well, if my title means nothing, then I guess I'm just a Negro. Then, so they don't officially take his title away. He just says that. So I started calling him Joseph after this. <laughs> uh, so next we see him attend Gluck's opera, and here he's getting uh, shit faced. Cause he's so pissed off at it all. And like the little bit of the opera that we hear it, it like, it makes it sound like everybody's laughing at him. And like, he's looking around the theater and it just like, everyone's laughing, but like they're laughing at the opera or at least they're like, it looks like they're laughing, but you know, he drunk, he pissed off. He think they all laughing at him and it doesn't help that fucking mini drivers down there. Like looking at him, staring him down. <laughs> like, yeah, who won? In bitch. her righteousness. <laughs> oh this, man! Yes. What's her damn name? Me. Uh, Guyard, Gugular, something like that. Uh, Madame Guyard. But yeah. So, uh, what does Chevalier do? Act the ass. Oh my god. So at the after party, Joseph goes off. Right. He he comments on Gluck's opera and Madame. Uh, it's right there. Gumiard, Guimard, Guimard, uh, and Madame Guimard's performance. There's nothing more stale than a Greek tragedy. I only nodded off once. <laughs> then he turns to Marie Antoinette, who's trying to get him to chill. And he goes, you will regret discarding me, friend. When all of France knows me, when all of Europe knows my music, you will be known for backing the wrong man. <laughs> then he rolls over to Madame Gouillard with, and you... You're a snake. You're a coward. You know I'm the best. And she, look, she brings it right back. She goes, you're right, I do. But I don't care. I don't care because you don't belong here. You're a party trick. Is he not? You're a pet. You're a little monkey playing the violin. That is all. So run back to your cage, Chevalier. Go on, run home. Or better yet, leave France and go back to wherever it is you come from. God damn, that was racist. Uh, and he's like, oh, God, all because I wouldn't bed you? And, like, it's funny if you had the subtitles on. It mentions that, like, you can hear the crowd, like, <gasps> gasping. <and> shit. <laughs> That flipped the whole insult. That, so that flipped like, it all. And uh, and like then Joseph goes and he and he slaps Gluck's chest. Then he's like, "Would you sleep with her?" And he's like, "What a foul suggestion!" <laughs> but like he means it in like 
like, why are you saying these things? Not, oh my God, hell no, I wouldn't sleep with it. But <laughs> of course, like Joseph turns it around and he's like, what a foul suggestion. You're disgusting. <laughs> you reek of mediocrity. And she's like, and you're a barbarian. And like Marie Antoinette jumps up, stop it. You're ruining such a wonderful evening. And Chevalier is like, a wonderful evening. <laughs> Uh, the the cognitive dissonance that marie antoinette seems to have is like superhero level like complete disassociation she's out of look at a wonderful evening it's like ma'am what (laughs) evening are you at right now you at (laughs) she's no it's fine everything's fine it's all fine everybody else in 1808 She's she in 1708. Like she's 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 like a wonderful evening. Like the and this is my favorite part because he's even when he's like he's whether he's arrogant, he's vulnerable, he's usually like and this is just like Kelvin Harris Jr. in general. Like he's a very soft spoken person and is and even though he can act. But his delivery is usually soft-spoken. Like he, he can give you different emotions and everything, but he's usually almost always soft-spoken. And like when he goes, "A wonderful evening," <laughs> <laughs> it's the favorite part. I was weak. <laughs> like his whole mouth open. It's like, bitch, what? <laughs> Oh man! And like Marie Antoinette orders to have Joseph removed, and like he keeps talking shit, and he's getting dragged out. You are sad. You are not a queen of France. Your people are starving in the streets. You're a fraud. You're a traitor. You said you're dusty. You're ugly. You can't walk right. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> one titty bigger than the other one they call you Biggie Smalls <laughs> and you stink too like man look this. <laughs> it was going off oh man and of course the crowd's like oh my <laughs> oh, so man. like up up until this point, he's not completely radicalized, even though no. he's friends with uh, yeah. kind of like resistance. Well, yeah, for um, me, yeah. But what it it doesn't feel like this quote here rings true to like it feels like this is a reaction. That oh, it's a- having, absolutely, absolutely. But, like the fact that he mentions like you are not a queen of France. It's like okay, so if she gave you that. Mm-hmm. Would she have your like full support then? Would you have just completely disregarded all yeah. of the yeah the yeah right yeah that's like, right. now he's just yeah, like he changed oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. your your people are serving the streets like you didn't give a shit about that when you're <laughs> going to that no. white lady like, no, he didn't, he didn't petty, believe that petty, before this moment his petty level is just that high he probably don't even believe it now that he's saying it. he just petty he mad so that's he went straight for her neck he has an epic level of petty because remember she told him in in the theater when she broke the when when he got the bad news that she that nobody likes her and she doesn't want to make things worse yeah so he's drunk and he mad he goes straight for the neck (laughs) his petty level so high turned him into a revolutionary oh my goodness (laughs) he said well fuck the monarchies (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this uh this movie employed uh chekhov's white woman because he uh (laughs) 
that one older lady and she fucked him over with the, yep. uh, the review. Yep. His, his petty level is as high as that dude so on TikTok that them. got the tattoo of the guy that made that comment. Oh, yeah. I didn't it's even like, see that. Uh, yeah, I think he gets tattoos of people that he like responds negatively to. So if somebody like insults him, he'll find a picture of their dead grandmother and tattoo it on his body. Oh, and then shit. make a video about it. Yeah, Look, man, these people are wild. What, what I say in the hereditary episode, Kareem? Like, I don't want to mess you? with nobody. How dare you? Bring I'm sorry. You <laughs> bring it back up. <laughs> anyway, that was a good episode. Uh, Where my oil? So, <laughs> sorry. Kill the whole mood, huh? <laughs> it's okay. Come back. Come back. You're not a queen of France. started dimming now. <laughs> <laughs> so, stumbling home, Joseph gets jumped by five dudes, and they take him around the corner and find Marie Josephine and her husband, uh, Mark René de Montalambert. <laughs> Mark René from... Or, sorry, Marquise from Montalambert, whatever you said. Marcus Montalambert? <laughs> uh, that and, you? Uh, I haven't seen you in eight months. <laughs> And his, and his mean ass orders the dudes to break Joseph's fingers so he'll never be able to play his little fiddle again. <laughs> but Marie Josephine begs him not to. And like when she's doing it, like her like tears are welling up in her eyes, and like he's just staring at her like, whoa word? <laughs> Like she's like she's begging, please, please, no, please. And like it clicks, right? And he's like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because he because he, nah, he knew. doesn't do it. He knew, but like he knew what would hurt more. Remember, he's a ta- he's a he's a military captain or something. He's a tactician. So he was like, Alright, I won't all right, don't break his fingers, don't break his fingers. And then he walks up to Joseph. And punches him in the stomach, and it was like, "But you ain't never gonna see her again." <laughs> Meanwhile, oh man, we the same city. And he, yeah, you ain't never gonna see her again. You and, and you ain't win this fight. And then he leaves with the girl, and like, and just as he intended, Chevalier feelings hurt. <laughs> Standing there, looking real pitiful. He was broken. Look, girl gone, and like I told you that. Look, Mark Renee, evil as shit. He was like, all right, I'm not going to break your fingers. I'm going to hurt you worse. I'm going to rip your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) So six months later, we see Joseph practicing on his little fiddle and the string breaks. (laughs) He takes it to be repaired. And on his way back, he sees Marie Josephine from afar, right? And she's still with her husband and she's pregnant now. So he stalks her for a bit, and he pulls up on her uh, when she's alone in the church praying, probably praying that when this baby come out, it don't be black, uh, <laughs> and and mentions uh, that he's been writing her this whole time. I guess he's been sending the letters to Stephanie Felicity, and she's like, don't, don't get her involved in all this shit. And, like, he asks her to run away with him, and she refuses. And, like, puts on, or according to him, she puts on this big performance like, no, we can't be together, yada, yada, yada. But you can tell she's obviously trying to protect them. He, I mean, we can tell, but homie and his feelings. Because he's a child. So. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, 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 down bad. Girlfriend and dipped. Yeah. So, and Joseph points out that the baby is his. And, like, she says, nah, her and her husband are having a child. See, and that's, and, and that's and that's another thing right there, another point. Mind you, yeah, y'all in love, but she has a husband. Yeah. 
Not just a husband. You you was he foul. A, he a whole ass military commander. You was foul in the beginning. Yeah. And even though dude's a racist douche, mm-hmm. it's, it's his wife. It's, yeah, it's a husband. It's, it's his wife. I got all this power. But that's how arrogant he is. That he's just like, we can run and get way together. Where? We can run it. That's what she said. Where? Where are we going to go? Where? A, a desert island? Perform for the fishes? Where? He's, he's military like, for France. Look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she she was naive, but she was smart in that moment. And he was the one that's like, look, all we need is love. <laughs> but you ain't got no job. Look, early on in our relationship, I don't know what we were arguing about, but it was something along the lines of like, I need a better job. I can't just be parking cars for a living. And like, I was like, what What you mean? Like, all we need is love, right? And so <laughs> Cherry looked at me like, yeah grow grow up a bit but anyway uh (laughs) so we see joseph at home looking all sad and and his mom pulls up on him and mentions like the uh, people outside keep asking about him and his music and he like brushes her off then she tells him to stop wallowing and being pathetic and her clear huxtable moment <laughs> she's like you let these rich white people soften you uh-uh get up come with me <laughs> so she drags him down to black street i don't know if it's actually called black street but it was a street with a bunch of black people on it and like they were outside dancing and, and singing and cooking and eating and everybody having a good time and like she sends him in and he immediately finds a, a drum and he sits at and he catches a vibe and like my boy faces changes and everything once he finds that beat Eventually, once he found, eventually found the beat, yeah. and he's playing the drum, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" The ancestors finally came was look, able to get back in. Look, that's, what that's, when he, that's when he auditioned for Hamilton. After that, <laughs> <laughs> side note: them pilgrim ass shoes that they be wearing, I know they feet the hurt buckles. walking on that cobblestone. Oh my god! I like, like when they actually show him picking out which buckles, which buckles to put on his shoes. Because I didn't even know that that was. I thought they just came on there. Yeah, the, you could you, you could have picked the buckles and just nah, you, you so. customize it. Yeah, it's a limited edition <laughs> pilgrim sneakers. You know what I mean? Like the fresh new buckle. Look, the, fr- the, fr- the French Force ones. This buckle, <laughs> just, just that brass buckle. Oh man, so. Uh, now we got the whole neighborhood up in his house, right? <laughs> Some time has passed. And uh, then Stephanie Felicity drops by extra sad. And she tells him that the baby has arrived and its skin was dark. So was. Yeah. So uh, the mean-ass husband took the baby away and killed it. And Joseph starts snapping and mashing up his place and throwing wine and shit and crying. Yeah, that's sad. But, I mean, what you thought was going to happen? Like, uh, you, you know. So next scene starts with Joseph's mom, Corn Rowan, is here. Straight backs. <laughs> and he's like, who decides uh, which men gets to keep their children? I was taken from you without choice. My child was taken without choice. Why do we not get to choose? Why do they have choice and we have none? And his mom's like, choice. This world is painful for us. Painful. It is full of wickedness. It is full of lies. It is how they designed it for us. They take us from our home. They sell us like goods. They harm our bodies. Evil. But the greatest evil is not what they've done to our bodies. It is what they've done to our minds. The greatest evil is convincing us that we have no choice. Choice cannot be taken away. Choice comes from within. There's always a choice. Fight. He's like, I miss you, mama. I miss (laughs) you every day. 
I was gonna say the the end of that speech that she had. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was just like a line from I don't know Star Wars or something. Yeah, I yeah, was like, like, oh, like evil, it, evil is a choice. I'm mad that you said that because now all I hear is Darth Maul. Yeah, fear, the Darth Maul's fear speech. Well, you don't even actually see him talking. He's like narrating Choice. as it as it's this like, world is painful for us. <laughs> painful. It is full of wickedness. <laughs> it is full of lies. It is how they designed you. it for us. They took us from our home. They sell us like goods. They harm our bodies. Evil. But the greatest evil is not what they have done to our bodies. It is what they have done to our minds. <laughs> evil. <laughs> All right, Darth Ren. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Major de Don Jones. <laughs> it's it's okay. They cut me in half, but I come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so goofy. Uh, Joseph wakes up to the people marching in the streets, and like now he knows what he must do. And he tells Philippe he's joining the revolution and putting on a show that uh, that they'll charge a fair price for, and the money will go to the, to those who need it. And Marie Josephine pops up again uh, on Joseph at, at his theater. And, like, they have this touching moment over what happened to the baby. And, like, at first he was like, my son. And she was like, my son. I carried him. I loved him, too. And so they were like, our son was beautiful. She said this was done to us. Yeah, this was you. us. It's not because, you know, I lost the baby, too, man. Arrogant ass. But also, she's, she, she, like, makes a pass at him, too. Like, she was kind of like, you trying to give this another go? And he, he, she says, I hope we meet on that desert island again one day. And he's like, we won't. <laughs> See, I ain't doing this with you again. Look. <laughs> Hold learned, on. I learned my lesson. Hold on. <laughs> I might be young, but I ain't stupid. Look, you oh, wild. No. You wild. <laughs> you back here again? I've been crying for four months. <laughs> Ma'am. She's like, where your husband at? Right? Did he follow you? Nah, he'd been gone for too long. Like, he went somewhere, and she mad at him anyway. So, like, she got felt a bit lonely. It's like, what, what's Joe doing? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to go to that desert island? Fuck no, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Why you back? What's look, going on? Look, my mama don't like you. So... Yeah, so Marie Antoinette pulls up on Joseph and confronts him about his revolution concert. And she tries to tell him what time it is, and he takes the stage. uh, Or she tries to tell him what time it is, and if he takes the stage, he'll be stripped of his title. And uh, he's like, not everything is about you people. That's the point. Uh, But Joseph goes up there anyway. No wig, straight back braids, black and mild in his mouth, starts bumping. (laughs) (laughs) And like Marie Antoinette's outside, and she hears the bop going on in, in the theater. And like, I, look, I look, think I think it was gonna be immediately after she walked out. Look, as soon as she walked out, he got up there and was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I said, oh, oh, this happening right now. Give me the beat. <laughs> oh shit, that's tight as fuck." <laughs> she outside. She hears that 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 bass bumping. <laughs> Look, look, you mad at everybody talking about you look, and dancing? Just... Look, it was a whole NWA moment. Don't play fuck the police. Don't play fuck the police. Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> Arrest them. <laughs> mad. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, talking about you to a tune? <laughs> she she gives uh, that mean-ass marquee 
the go ahead to go in there and get him. And like Marquis goes in, uh, Renee Mark, uh, goes in, in the theater and pulls out a pistol and points it at Joseph. Who's up there. Once he points at the pistol at him, he stops playing. And then he walks down and he walks in front of him. Like his dudes try to arrest Joseph, but the people start shouting, Liberté! (laughs) 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 Liberté! (laughs) And like, uh, and they, and they get shook. And like Chevalier uh, shake, shakes him off and he walks outside on his own. And like he walks past Marie Antoinette and he gives her this like this checkmate, mean mug, uh, side eye, looking up her, looking her up and down. <laughs> and like she's, she's standing there just shook. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine you just send your, your dude in to arrest this guy. He walks out on his own. Like, where, where are my people at? <laughs> and everybody in the theater just yelling. <laughs> she's all, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought they were going to martyr him, like, on the stage. I thought Marcus was going to walk in there, just pop, like, right in the middle of the thing. Like, God damn it. Like, that's how they're going to end it. Like, I'm glad they didn't, though. Yeah. This movie actually only covers two of his three, like, titles. Like, he, he he's a, he's known for being an achieved uh, fencer and then composer and then also soldier. Like, he leads, he leads uh, the first black battalion or whatever in the French Revolution, mm-hmm. but... We don't get to the soldier stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, in real life, he was actually like in like the King's Guard or something after that fight. But they don't do all that. Anyway, so yeah, the closing bump reads in 19 or sorry, in 1789, the people rose up in violent rebellion against Marie Antoinette and the monarchy. Joseph Bologna went to lead the first all black regiment in the French Revolution in 1802. Napoleon Bonaparte stink ass reinstated slavery in the French colonies and ordered the prohibition of Joseph's music. Because of this, much of Chevalier's work was destroyed and, and forgotten. Over time, scholars and musicians have begun to rediscover Joseph's life and music. He is now recognized as one of the first known black classical composers and rightfully regarded as a preeminent virtuoso violinist. Finn. That's the movie. So, what was y'all's favorite aspect of the movie? If you had one since, you know, um, I liked, I liked how he would just show up at concerts and fucking like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix on a fucking <laughs> violin and everybody's just like, what the fuck? He puts fuck? on a headband with acid tabs yeah. in it and the acid <laughs> goes into his eyes and he's just playing the fuck out of this violin. <laughs> everybody's fucking seeing colors and shit for the first time. They're like, oh my God. Uh, I was hoping we'd get more of that though. I thought that'd be like more fun, but it seemed yeah. like it's supposed to be more of a kind of not dour, just more self-serious biopic. Yeah, but that that opening was great. Yeah, Who funny. the fuck is that? <laughs> Chevalier. <laughs> uh, y'all too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The only, the only uh, I guess the only aspect I like was the music at the end because it's like I was waiting all movie for it. Yeah, yeah that song was it. great. I was like, oh, I got my oh, so short. Okay. <laughs> I hope I don't forget to look it look it up to see if that's actually his. I meant to look it up too. Yeah. But I'm a big with movies like this. I'm a big music guy. Like if it's about a composer or artist, yeah, I want to hear. That's why I in... like the Whitney Houston movie that did nobody else like. <laughs> <laughs> look, I love me some Whitney, and I know it was totally a, a vanity biopic. I didn't care. I wanted to hear this. <laughs> I think I said that on the episode. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Cherry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. It was a movie. 
It was amazing. I, I think it was fine. I do think it was kind of boring. I, it I was, was dry. It was it too was fast dry. for it to be boring for me. Like if if they had stretched it out into a three hour biopic, like you know they usually do, I would have been. I don't think I could have rocked with it. But it, it was moving so fast that I didn't. I didn't get bored. I didn't have time for fast. It was like for a movie where you had to embellish because you didn't know what was going. You didn't have the story to like tell. I was like, they could have. I don't know if it was the pacing or like the things yeah. they chose to show us. Like, I was it slowed bored. down towards the or the no the last twenty minutes sped up. Like it, it it got really fast the last twenty minutes. Like they really wanted a ninety minute movie. Well, it feels like there was more inclusion of parts within the last twenty minutes, so it mm. felt like it was going on. But like for the first hour twenty, hour thirty minutes, it was just like, hey, we're gonna skip. 10 years we're gonna skip yeah like 14 years we're gonna you know what i mean and then it was like okay we're narrowing it down we went from the three months where he sees her after they split up and she's pregnant to after she's had the baby to some months after that you know what i mean when he decides to participate more like even more so with his culture and find more of his identity they they gave us more about their relationship than anything else in the movie they yeah they they didn't cue in on anything else about what made him him or even what made his music I think great if they or... if they had gone and did all three aspects of him if they went into the soldier route too like it didn't just end where it ended and it like you you got to see her head chopped off and the and you get to see him leading the black battalion in the mm-hmm. revolution would that have been better for you yes okay. maybe i don't for me for me i feel like it was just like the parts that they like, one it was a way too much romance because the it was the story is not about their relationship. relationship right. with, it was about him and his life, and so I really wanted more of him and like a little less of them. Like especially for them not to even end up together. <laughs> so like, well, like I don't need we don't need all we don't need her to be around that much. And I don't uh, was the child part even real. Cherry like, said she that don't for give a, fact? a fuck about Margot Robbie. What? <laughs> but like it's because the movie wasn't about that if it was about their relationship if they were going to like end up together then yeah. it would have made sense to me but it was a whole lot of them of them together you said this ain't south side they, with they, you. They, gave, they gave us tragic romance instead of movie about you said this was a stale out. greek tragedy it was and then <laughs> but like if they had included him after like marie antoinette dying and him being a soldier and all that it would have changed the whole tone the whole tone of the movie the point of the movie was that he wasn't he's an unknown musician and so we mm-hmm. can't so I, I understand why they stopped it where they stopped it because that's he's he's transitioning to something else and the point is here's a classical musician you've never heard of and so it makes sense to me that it, they it, stopped it would right it would have hit a little bit harder if they actually showed them destroying his works maybe to me maybe. like if they if they Look, passed that law I was like, okay and then are you making me wish we got to see. Hold on, this this fucking cat. The door is open. <laughs> anyway, uh, now you're making me wish like we got to see him in in the war and like him using his like, like he don't even got a fucking musket. He got he got a sword and he just just styling on these niggas with with, with the sword. <laughs> And then and then like they still talking shit. And so he busts out the violin and he's playing the violin <laughs> while killing people. Like, man, look. He's playing the violin with the sword. Look, you're playing the song from the end. You're Some right, sword. with the sword. <laughs> and, he's, and, then like, <laughs> and then we segue into uh, the uh, live action One Piece with Brooke. So. 
What was that Soul Calibur character with, with, with the rapier? I can't remember. No, Yeah. I know you talk about I can't think of his name, though. Yeah, he's a cheap-ass character. I used to play him. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so you would have a favorite aspect of the film. That's fine. Uh, was Did you at least have a favorite scene? Was there not one part that you were like, damn? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Um... No. Oh, well, Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I care that his child I mean, was killed, it, and like, I yeah, just... that's the that's the only scene that kind of made like, oh shoot, and that 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 was pretty much it. Yeah, because it because when you did you, even with that part where you said that he had the baby uh, killed, I guess you're supposed to show how evil he was. I guess yeah. But then there was nothing from him again until yeah. the part in the theater where he got backed down by a crowd. Because if he, if he was truly evil, he would have shot the bullet. Yeah. Oh, and Where'd... it's not... But like, him killing the baby isn't really a surprise. Like, we've yeah. already gotten evidence that he's a terrible person, that he's racist. Like, of course, his white wife having this black baby, he's gonna... It's... He's not gonna kill the wife because then people would know that she would know that she was missing. But, like, from his perspective, no one's gonna care about this baby. So, like, I wasn't even... I, that, I was, that wasn't I was... even, like, a surprise. I was just surprised he didn't go after Chevalier after that. Mm-hmm. He didn't pop yeah. back up with the dudes in the alley. Well, again. well, that was his revenge. Right, was killing the baby. Yeah, but as petty as he was, he would have done. He would have tried uh, to kill off the whole line. Chevalier was petty. Mark Renee, evil. The Marquis. Yeah, evil. he was strategic. No. Right, he's like, I'm gonna take first. I'm gonna take your girl, and I'm gonna take your heart. Okay, <laughs> that's that's from that's from a. Uh, Uncle Drew. <laughs> so, anyway, but no, this movie was just missing a lot of a lot of points, a lot of a lot of things. Okay, yeah. Ren, um, I think I would relegate it more to the seventy percentile kind of approval rating you mentioned. Okay, uh, the critics. More so, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It it didn't feel like they had enough of the information that they would have needed to tell a more succinct story or maybe they could have cut out it. Maybe it could have just been like a, a tight 90 minutes mm-hmm. instead of however long it was. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a hundred minutes. It was a hundred. So yeah. instead yeah. of an hour and a half. Okay. I don't I know. It just, says, it felt like it stretched longer than it needed to be. Cause you guys are just saying well, it was a hundred um, minutes without credits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just saying they, that they made more mention of the romance is like, it wasn't necessarily about a romance. This would have been a great movie if they focused on the music, the mom and then him being the revolutionary leader. Yeah, I would have. I I will say that okay. I would have really liked to see that last chunk, just because mm-hmm. it feels it feels mm-hmm. really big. If if um, they had sixty eight million instead of forty eight million, they could have yeah. they could have added in the war. They could have had a scene <laughs> where he walked in in a room talking about we need to take this 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 down or something. They could have not just a scene because if they had, if that if they all they added was the one scene, then that would have been Harriet. Harriet ended with her with her one clip of running into the Civil War. Like, what, oh, I didn't know that. that I, I didn't see Harriet either. It Don't, just see bad. It. Don't see it. Don't see it. It just looked bad. I was like, oh, yeah. what's happening? It's the not tra- bad. It's just historical, and it's the, very, it's very. But, but the trailer made it seem like it that that you about to get this like Harriet Tubman action hero. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> it's not. It's not right. I'm not. 
Harriet isn't a bad movie. It's Did they just... put dumb stuff in the trailer? I don't remember. What was that? That was Red Tails. <laughs> no, that, that was Red Tails. Thank you. That was not. Harriet Tubman dumb stuff. It was just very. I don't know. I don't want to say factual, but it wasn't what? like <laughs> it wasn't an action movie, and it's That's not going to be because it's about a real person and her like it, saving yeah. slaves. Like it, was... it sounded. It sounded a lot like it was going to be that Lincoln movie where he had an axe and he was killing people. But that was fiction. Oh. No, <laughs> they didn't do all that. <laughs> So Harriet Demon Hunter, which is the follow up to Abraham So Harriet Lincoln ain't have two and... two unlimited ammo pistols and doing backflips nah, and, and have it done. I don't even know she fired the gun. I, I already know how you feel about unlimited ammo, so I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if I you're gonna have seventy four bullets, that's a six the, shooter. Reload the gun at some point. Even if it's just once, let me see you do it. Don't keep shooting a, a, a six bullet gun in one scene. Just 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 bang 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 bang. What? Where's the reload? Where's the pause? Where, you said you you need to reload the, the shot and stuff the gunpowder down. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the pistol uh, Marquis had at the end. <laughs> so y'all don't got favorite nothing. But what 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 was your favorite? We already know the MVP character is the mom or the oh. or the friend. It's one of the two. Oh, the uh, friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so favorite character? Which character are you? Because why not? Favorite character. I mean, if you ain't got one, you ain't got one. But which character? Are you? <laughs> if I have to pick a favorite character, it's going to be his friend. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, That's fair. Which character am I? I don't think I'm any of them. I think I think I'm the friend. Ask you, what are you doing? What? Is, what, <laughs> oh, yeah, what are you, yo, that woman husband is crazy. The fuck like, is what, wrong with you? What are you doing? What is, this is what you're. This is what we're doing. Look, I watched him okay. bust bust the man head open till the white meat showed just yesterday. <laughs> Here you go, banging his wife. You tripping? <laughs> you tripping? If you don't leave that woman alone, Look, I don't know if anybody told you this, but you black. so the the other part that we talked about before is like him understanding like his station in Mm. life you know what i mean he he goes on that bit about like well i can't marry who i want so what do you think about that Mm. but he didn't it's like he there that cognitive dissonance of just being like well if i fuck with this white lady right married to like a genocidal maniac what's the worst that could happen it's like dude In his defense, he was trying to leave. He was like, yo, let's go. Let's go to this desert island. Where was this desert island? Even that, where did he see that? I don't think he said desert island. I think she did, and she was joking. But she yeah. was joking. <laughs> like, the look on her face was like, oh, that's right. We're engrossed in this relationship yeah. where we could have a child that immediately outs any kind of bullshit secret we've been trying to hide this whole time. And it could easily lead to our deaths. And that's what it feels like the impression of her mm. emotional reaction to the conversation is. Yeah. So I I don't know. She said, Look, I love you, but I like living too. Right. Um, <laughs> so we're going to end this here. You know, <laughs> they didn't even end it there. They, they have that talk in the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then they keep the doing fact. their stupid thing Look. and just assuming that everything's going to be fine. It's like, dude, he's come back. He comes back in eight months. Nah, nah. She said her husband away on some war campaign or something. She got time. And she even said it. She's like, nobody cares what I do during the day, even though it's nighttime. 
As long as I don't get impregnated, am I right? Mm. <laughs> but whoops, I'm pregnant. Oh no. Well, as long as you happens. don't forget the lemons. Oh no. My husband who's been at war Rena, I saw your, several your times. Go up. Did you not it, do you not, did you not know? Um I have a feeling I know, but back in these out. days, you know, this is before latex condoms, the French would you cut a lemon in half. Yeah. And the lemon juice also served as spermicide. Yep. Anyway, what little little bit of knowledge? What? No, I, 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 I where think did, I remember studying where, that. Where did you? Where did, where did you search? Why did you search this? Hey, man, it's something I've always known. Don't ask me how uh, I found out. I thought it was part of sex ed. I was born with this information. Uh, so, so Ren, uh, y'all all kind of agree that it, the friend was y'all's favorite character. Yeah. But yeah, which character are yeah. you? I would like to be the friend, but I mean, everybody's kind of insufferable <laughs> in this movie. So there's one person who isn't, and you're gonna say the mom. If, not the mom, because there was friction with her too. It was Steph- no. Stephanie Fel- uh, Felicity. She's fine. She was. She was cool. She's fine. nothing to aspire to, though. I mean, you she, know I mean, I mean she she's, she's unproblematic. I mean, I said, which character are you? I'm not somebody anybody <laughs> okay, wants to aspire. I'm, I'm to. Stephanie Felicity because I'm unproblematic. At you're least taking that's my answer. No, I'm just, there. I'm, <laughs> I'm Stephanie Felicity because I would be like, all right, I'll help you out, man. I don't want to, but you go hook me up later on. All right. Also, you you don't want to mess with her. She got a husband. Uh, oh, y'all messing with each other? God damn it. Um, I My name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Oh, he killed a baby? I guess I'll go tell him the bad news. He would want to know, but I'm sorry. Like I'm a tertiary character and she, she, she was a cool enough tertiary character to help the plot she, move along. She was That's fine. Me. My favorite character is the mom, is the mom or or the friend. Yeah. But I'm either Stephanie Felicity or Philippe. I'm not saying I'm a revolutionary, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a good friend sometimes, right, Kareem? Kareem? Right? Right? Sorry, who? You're you're fine. You're fine. Okay. What you're, you're, what you're, you're what character are you? Y'all two. <laughs> Keep referring to y'all as y'all too. Oh, me? No, I said I'm a friend. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely Carrie, gonna like, look, look at you and judge. Like, what's I don't happening? think I am one. I okay. can't. That's fine. That's fine. Not even a little like, boy playing the drum? I don't like <laughs> any of them enough. Right. You don't have to like them. It's just it's you accept. I would accepting. hope I like the character that I think is me. No, nah, sometimes we... <laughs> look, Ren, look. <laughs> it don't always work out that way, right? No, no, <laughs> no. But like I, said, I don't think anybody. Sometimes you gotta accept hard truths about yourself. It's so hard to identify with anybody in this situation because everybody's upper crust world. You know what That's I mean? True. They've all benefited from this like really poorly managed uh, system. Like, you know what? You a good point. Addressed. You got a good point. I'm changing my my who am I? I'm I'm the I'm the 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 butler that said he he dressed like a white boy. Yeah, I'm the dude in the go. corner just roasting, <laughs> roasting his yeah. boss. You know what? That is very you. That that is that is very you. Because um, even even Stephanie Felicity, it's like we don't see her as a problematic character, but she doesn't do anything other than what should have been done. So I, I want to prop her up just because she's. And even then, the friend uh, that was like, "Hey, don't fuck with that lady," you know, I. It seems like he's coming on to something that kind of should be but he's still kind of learning that himself because uh even during that speech when um marie went the, you know she's like well what about women you know he's like oh yeah 
Oh yeah, you're the best <laughs> women. <laughs> women, you're, you're right, lady. I like the kind of your chin. Hey, women too. Hey, so like uh, nobody is particularly worth aspiring to. It's just uh Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, on that note, anything left you haven't said in final for final thoughts or in conclusions? No. In conclusion, it's a good movie, but y'all can feel how you want to feel. Okay. Uh, no, for real. But I do, I do like him as an actor, though. He's he's one of my. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I'd say this earlier, but we got into it pretty fast. Uh, Kevin Harris Jr. He's one of the ones, one of the young guys that like. I'm gonna watch whatever he puts out. Yeah, and he's in other things. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been in 23 him. feature films, and I've seen yeah. 16 of them. Have I? Seen of, none of none of them have you been have, blockbuster. Have. Five of them, uh, the blockbuster ones he were he wasn't a big character in, um, but five of them nobody saw. Like on Letterboxd, they're under 3,000 views. So five of the six that I haven't seen or seven I haven't seen don't don't count those, but. Uh, he's been in he just a moment. Like he was in that A twenty four movie Waves. Like he was in Ender's Game, but oh, that you know you're not gonna care about that because he's just a random character. Oh, Loose the movie. I don't know if you watched it, but I know I wanted to do it on the podcast. He was in. He was he was actually the star of It Comes at Night. We saw that one in theaters with the boy, and we thought it was a monster. Oh, okay. Uh, he's been in stuff that I'm not sure if you've seen, but I've seen so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but he starred in It Comes at Night. He starred in Waves. And Loose was also his. And Loose was, yeah, he top billing in Loose. Uh, yeah. It's the evil, maybe evil. Is person. is he is he a sociopath? What? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do that one one day. Yeah. So, y'all got anything, Ren? Uh, For? Oh, just final thoughts. Anything, anything left to say? No, I mean, if you're into these kinds of movies, period pieces stuff about classical music oh how did your wife um, what did your wife think about it she hasn't gotten through it all the way yet okay uh i i think she's interested uh because this is very much her Earth. wheelhouse yeah you know what i mean uh Bridgerton? Cost- is, is yes okay uh, she <laughs> started watching the new season of the crown okay um so yeah whatever it is regency french revolution that that's her bag so yeah i would in that case i would totally recommend it do i think it's a good movie I think it's an average movie. Like, okay. you know, um, so I don't know if I would recommend it just to anybody, but if, if, you know, that happens to be your bag, then totally. I do love a good period piece. All right. Well, I'm watching good. the Gilded good Age. Period piece. <laughs> I'm watching the Gilded Age right now series on HBO. I like <laughs> it. It's fun. So ratings. Kareem. Give, give, give it a carrot. A carrot? A single <laughs> out of what? How to how many carrots? One carrot out of what? <laughs> One one carrot out of six cabbages. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ren? But um, no, I thought it was it was a, it was okay. It was an average movie. It was all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I would probably just suggest it to people who are into it, and that doesn't necessarily connote a very high score for me. But I'd I'd give it above average, so it'd be like uh, six out of ten. It'd be a six out of ten, like broken fingers on a violinist. <laughs> Six out of ten it, little fiddles. It's one of those watch while you're cooking movies or laundry. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. not in French. Sun, There's no Sunday fucking afternoon. subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. It just, you know, it feels like there's a relative amount of like 
hand-holding for like the American consumption where it's just like, you know, we don't want to put it in French. So for example, everybody is, is speaking like they're British. I got you. you. Know what I, mean? <laughs> I think everybody's British book, Kelvin. Well, no, because he's, he's yeah. obviously from Jersey. <laughs> I mean, Margaret Robbie is, so why not? <laughs> She's Australian. I She's think. Australian, I think. Yeah. It's cl- same thing. It's the uh. same thing as French. <laughs> oh, Cherry? Um, on my scale, it got a 4.86 out of 10. Oh, my. Oh, oh not my. good. <laughs> It's a movie. <laughs> Look, <laughs> <different> face. <laughs> you I thought the I thought the screen froze for a second. <laughs> 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 Just making that same same face. I, mean, I can if break, I, down, if, I can if break I, down the numbers for you. If that's I take no, nah, yeah, I, I, I got you. If I take your number and I round it up to a five <laughs> on my scale, that that translates to unremarkable. So. Understand. I would agree. That is an that is an accurate word, sir. I would use that word. Unremarkable. Okay. Well, I'ma give it <laughs> a seven out of ten because I'm really easy, I guess. I guess, man. But I, I thought it was good. It was all right. It was it, it was it was it was well acted. It's not it's not going past seven. The acting was good in it. Yes, yes it was. And I I that was, that was it, kept held my attention. I enjoyed myself. There's some stuff it's lacking, but I thought it was a good movie. Oh, I I wish I we got that that third part though with movies him about music, in the war. But you don't have no music in it, <laughs> and and that, and I wanted more music. I like, think they could have the cut out the romance pretty easily, and then given us the action scene at the end. I think if we got the action scene on top of what we got, it would have balanced out the romance because it. I don't think it wasn't that much romance. Because romance didn't even start till like forty five minutes in. It wasn't a lot, but it was too much for this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's too short of a movie. So <laughs> if we got more no. stuff, it would have balanced it. Like that okay. that bed scene was too what long. If, it yeah, wasn't it even was. a, the, the it wasn't even it was just them talking about the desert island. It was but too why? long. But like for it to not be about their relationship, who cares? That was like a whole fifty seconds. I don't too care long. about your relationship with this with this this adulterer. <laughs> Get back to that violin. Thank you. Can, I see, them, can I see them rehearsing more? Can Should I see, call her, uh, can I see him actually writing? Can I see him with like, right? uh, with like you, a you did, you did, you did. this great, you this great chevalier. What's up, Joe? This great chevalier, but I seen you pick up an instrument twice in the second Thank time. You. It broke. I want to see him like in the room with like the quill pen, like trying to write down these notes. Yeah. Like I need a lot. Jack said nothing. You you scribble, you scribble yeah. on the paper. Is that the supposed to stress your genius? Bloody blistered fingers, the fights of trying to like assemble and you know yes like all right i mean that's fair the struggle the struggle i think at the beginning would have been great if they put more time into that than they did into the romance yeah okay (laughs) i think they knew they had an unremarkable movie and threw in a romance hoping to, to to make it better you know what they kept it they didn't go like like nasty with it though you know what i mean they didn't go like French boobies and dicks and stuff all over the place. <laughs> they, they kept it very like kind of like neat and above board. So kudos to them for not just going mm-hmm. like Netflix impulse and being like boobs in every other shot. I mean, probably would have got better ratings if it did have then that. The movie would have been the six hours because it would have taken so long for him to unlace her dress, <laughs> unfasten her bustier. Anyway, 
we did our ratings. So, well, that's the show, guys. Uh, sign off. Plugs. I have none. All right, Kareem got none. Don't follow him. <laughs> Ren, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I, yeah, I don't uh, want to be perceived. Uh, well, dude, you, we can't even look at you if we wanted to. You don't have a camera. <laughs> um, yeah, no, same thing. Uh, as usual, uh, we're still Power Bummer all over the internet. We've actually, so for some reason, I don't know why, we have a bunch of dumb stickers. That's all we do, really. Like, we're doing shirts, screen prints. We just did some uh, for a family friend not too long ago. Um, in my opinion, they turned out great. But uh, for some reason, the ones that are selling the stickers that keep coming up uh, for orders are uh, our testicle stickers. <laughs> no idea why. No idea why. No rhyme or reason. We have. I get a, it. <laughs> we have like 30 different stickers on the Etsy. Only one of them sells. And it's the same one. It sells in batches. Uh, it's just a running pair of testicles. And it says, I get it. I get why the testicles will keep selling. I just... Do you? Because I don't. Because don't test tease, test tease. It's, it's and it's for like a 1986 cancer awareness run. And I'm just like, I don't I don't understand why, but that one sells. Uh, whoever's getting them. Thank you. It's Kareem, apparently. <laughs> apparently. They're, they're holding his uh, his chair that, together. That's why that's why I don't have a camera up because it's testing stickers all over my walls. Oh, that's, oh. That's... <laughs> Guys, don't get checked. <laughs> all right. Cherry? Oh wait, did Hello? you did you actually say power bummer? Oh yes. Uh in case I didn't, we're power bummer everywhere. Okay. I've tried to lock down that handle every single time. <laughs> All right, Cherry. <laughs> I still have a podcast called Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Cat, where me and my best friend Cat talk about scary things. I follow that TikTok. Yes. Oh, nice. We should post more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see, I didn't say I see stuff often. I just said I follow TikTok. <laughs> All right. And you can follow the podcast at SGBK Podcast on Threads. On Blue Sky, email us at sgbkpodcast at gmail.com. Ain't nobody ever email us. I check like once a week. Who emails anymore? Maybe that's why. All right, well, <laughs> I mean, well. it, is, it is mostly that. <laughs> you can Who follow emails? me personally on Letterboxd at Tiferon. All right. It's been fun. Next week we are doing Polite Society. Honestly, it sounds like a Pandora's box to ask for emails because we're going to start getting them. About wrong opinions and shit. So, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I take back. We don't we're have that. Sign us up for weird shit. Uh, but yeah, next week, uh, polite society. Bye. That's Bye. on Amazon. Bye. <laughs> Later, guys. Bye.